Hey, this is Joey, the Italian Stallion Mure. And this is Russ, the Idea Guy Morgan. We're hosts of the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast, and you're listening to The Path to Podcast Success. Welcome to another amazing episode of The Path to Podcast Success with your host, audience building and fear crushing podcast expert, Evan Bradley Johnson. Every single week, Evan has powerful conversations with successful entrepreneurs and business owners, revealing the podcast strategies they use to grow their subscribers and sales, and how you can use your podcast to finally get to that next level. Now, turn on your mic and let's start down the path to podcast success. Hey, Russ, and hey, Joey, thank you guys so much for being on. Um, we've been talking for a little bit before the show, and I've had a good time so far, so I think the show is going to be a good one. Thank you guys for joining me. Yeah, thanks, yeah. Evan, for having us. Happy to be here. <laughs> so um, I like to start off in the same place with all of my guests, and you guys know this because you've listened to the show before. That is by asking you guys, what was your biggest fear of podcasting when you were first starting out? and did that fear end up coming true? I'll, I'll go ahead and start off. Um, I was most fearful that Russ was going to screw up the whole time. And, <laughs> you know, gratefully, it hasn't worked out that way. So, cool. oh man, I thought you were going to say <laughs> it was like fear came to fruition. I, I don't know. Like, it's funny. What fear did I have? Maybe. I would say it was a fear, but you always wonder probably as a podcaster, will people listen to it? You know, will it go past a certain level? Because when we started out and with our podcast, it was really intended to reach our client base. So we're in the financial coaching space and we wanted to have a weekly discussion with them. And I, and I did kind of wonder like, is this the end, right? I mean, that was a great goal, but of course, you know, internally I wanted it to go past that. And so that was a, a kind of a, you know, just a question mark. And thankfully it has it, and you know, 10 times that, and, and I will say that, you know, it's, it's fun to see that, but yeah, I would say that's probably the, maybe the question or concern I had earlier. And it, it looks like based on what we talked about already and, and what you guys are saying that that didn't come true, like it worked out. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, it worked out in spite of us somehow. Like <laughs> we're, we're accidental successes on this for sure. Um, and just like Russ said, I mean, we had, probably a few hundred clients at the time. And we were looking for a scalable way to have regular conversations because the typical kind of financial um, firms out there would meet with their clients maybe once a year, every two years, something like that. And we knew that wasn't enough, but we also knew that time was difficult to, to be able to sit down face-to-face -face with each individual client you know, so often and be honest with you, there's times where we're having a great conversation with one client and we're like, man, I wish everybody could hear this. Like it would be so great if everybody was a fly on the wall right now, you know, cause they could all gain something from this. And so we literally did not even understand the kind of the reach of what a podcast could do. 
And we just start out saying, okay, we're just gonna have this conversation next week on this topic because we know our clients need to know this and the next week and the next week. And about six months in, someone said, um, hey, by the way, I've been listening to your podcast and I'm up in Maine or New York or Virginia or whatever. And um, can I do what you're talking about? Is it, can I work with you guys? And we're like, uh, okay. How did you hear about us? <laughs> so anyways, totally accidental. I really like how you guys kind of went in and answered one of the questions that I, I had that I wanted to ask, which was, why did you guys start your show? And yeah. it's because you wanted people to be able to be a fly on the wall in the conversations that you guys have. So in your interviews, just so everyone has the backstory, do you guys have guests or is it just you two having conversations or both? Yeah, we do a little both. We, we have sometimes where it's just Joey and I, and there's a specific subject matter that we're covering, maybe like a book or something that we want to go deep into. But I would say probably 90% of our show is interviewing guests, which has been the greatest thing. That, like the part, <laughs> as you know, like the, the beauty of podcasting is really an opportunity to learn. And maybe if I go back now, if I answer the first question, and I, I apologize, I don't think very fast. I pause during Jeopardy to answer questions. <laughs> I, if I think about the fear, the first fear I probably had in podcasting was how to ask appropriate questions, how to be a good interviewer, mm. because I never had done that, right? My, my wife right. always says I don't listen. And <laughs> that's an issue. I don't know. She said something about that. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, I, and when we started interviewing guests, I would say that that became a fear of how, how will I ask better questions? How will I make sure to get the content out of this person? Because we, we got introduced to some amazing people and they started sharing content that we had never heard of before. So then to be able to ask the appropriate questions for our clients who are listening, anticipating and wanting that information to come out. And, and early on, yeah, I failed miserably. I like, <laughs> we would hear from our clients and say, why didn't you ask this question? They're like, that was a great one. I didn't think about it. <laughs> right. I get it. And that was like, it's something I've noticed by having these conversations with so many podcasters is, is that it's kind of a universal truth that your first episodes are going to not be very good. Yeah. Like it's going to, before you find your footing, but you guys are nowhere a little ways into it now. Um, I found that with practice, like with any skill, that's what gives you those improvements in your interviewing style being able to, to bring information out from guests. Is that kind of what you guys saw? Like, is it more of a time thing or did you guys have any specific techniques you used to get better? Because just with having you guys on and hearing you guys talk, um, yeah, you've done it. You're very good at podcasting. So like, was it a time thing or was it a technique you guys used? Don't go back and listen to our episodes after this, okay? So this is a good, a good fake it till you make it. No, uh, I, I would say... It's a little bit of both. It's both practice and some technique. Um, we, we got introduced to Donald Miller's book, uh, Building a Story Brand. And that really was kind of a light bulb moment for us that helped us to start shaping our podcast in such a way that we're interviewing even to the point of, of ask, like pulling a story out and creating more engaging conversation. So I think that was a, partially a technique we picked up along the way. Um, but in, in, and here's the thing, the, the real, um, the real kind of drive for us was 
we knew we had clients coming to us and saying, okay, what can we do to build wealth without Wall Street? What are the, the what are those unique opportunities that we know are out there? We just, you know, we almost want to curate these ideas in one place. And and so it was imperative that we got the right people. And then as Russ said, we pulled out their techniques, their strategies, so that all of our clients could grow on this journey that they're on. And um, so, yeah, it, it came from practice and from technique, I think. I think also just being students of the game. I mean, that's the, in anything, we say the, in our, in our world, the first investment someone should make is in themselves. And I think when we're, if we're going to focus on podcasting, we're going to have to go be students. And for Joey and I, we held a, a weekly, not weekly, was it weekly? I don't even remember how, how frequently it was, but Toastmasters, that's a you know public speaking organization. And we would host a group here in our office and it was to help us improve. And, we, and we're still improving, right? It's a, mm-hmm. it's a constant. But there, like that was an area for us to focus on. And then as we were interviewing guests, we would notice things that they did well, things that they didn't do well. And then we would listen to our shows and we would critique ourselves. And I still to this day, I have a pad in front of me. And when I hear Joey saying a repeater word or an and so or um or whatever it may be, I write it down. I don't always tell him about it, but I do it more so for my own knowledge so that I will try to avoid those same things. And I think just also one of the things that, that helped us as time went on is that we became ourselves. I think the, the thing in podcasting, the best podcasters are ones who are just being themselves. Right? Authentic, yeah. And like he and I love having fun with each other and we, we rub some people wrong, right? We're slow rednecks from Alabama. And, <laughs> and for some people, we're not going to talk fast enough. But thankfully now podcasts, you can hit the 1.5 speed and we can catch up for most people. <laughs> <laughs> but just being who we are, I think helped us a lot early on just to, to reach our core audience. And that's one thing I love about podcasting is that you have to be 100% authentic because having you right in, in, in someone's ear like that, they're going to tell if you're faking it in any capacity, a blog post, and we could hire someone else to write those, a video, like you're much more kind of on and it's, yeah, you know what I mean? But with a podcast, it's, you're, you're just being 100% yourself. It's not live. Uh, it's not a very fancy YouTube video with a bunch of effects and stuff. It's just you. So being authentic is one of the most important things. I'm happy you guys, um, you guys went to that without me even asking, which I I appreciate because I love talking about that. (laughs) And I think one of the reasons your guys' podcast is so successful is because who you guys are just based on what I have heard so far is you guys are just incredible people. You care so much about your clients. So much of, so many of your answers so far have in some way essentially been, we want to give our clients and the people listening the best possible experience. We want to serve them in the best possible way. So that is our drive to improve. And I'm like, I'm listening like, wow, that is incredible because a lot of, that's just hard to find now Mm. with people online. Well, I think here's one of the things that helped open my eyes then, and I wish I could tell you from the beginning, that was my motivation and goal, right? But as we started becoming students of this, and we actually went to Podcaster Movement and, and, and some of the other kind of affiliate things to that, 
we, I remember listening to someone get up on stage and they said, you know, how many of you get a chance to speak in front of 50 people every week? How many people get up on stage and talk in front of 500 people every week? How about 5,000 a week? And, you know, there's very few hands as he kept raising the level of people that you're talking to. And then he said, but if you look at your podcast and you see how many downloads you have on a weekly basis, that's what you're doing. And I think when it, like whenever Joey and I, we, we don't speak a ton, maybe four or five times a year in front of a decent sized audience and a big audience for us would be two or 300 people. And when we are going to go speak in front of a couple hundred people, we're going to put weeks of effort into that talk and we're going to prepare. We're going to make sure that we're on point. But then early on in our podcast, we would just sit down, press record and start talking without any preparation. Right. And it, it, it showed a lot. Right. <laughs> and whenever I think I heard that person say that it resonated with me to say, wait a second, we're, we have that many people listening on a weekly basis for a long period of time. And we had a, uh, the iTunes analytics the other day showed us we had an episode out of 42 minutes, 41 minutes were consumed out of our audience, which was wow. crazy to think that somebody listened to us for that 99% of the time. Well, that's important then. If you're, somebody's going to give you that amount of time and that many people giving it to you, you better be doing your homework. You better be prepared. And that's the thing that is hard to do when we get busy. But if we're going to be good at what we're doing and we're doing it for the person listening, it's, it's our honor. It's our job. Yeah. And it's a stewardship issue at that point. It's like people are entrusting to you their time. It's a trade-off. And if you don't, if you value that the way that you would value your own time, it's like, wow, I really need to invest in getting better as a person, as making sure we're vetting these guests in a way that it's going to add value. We're not just wasting somebody's time and we're making the most of it. So yeah, yeah. 100%. <laughs> I love that. It's very easy. I found to fall into the trap of looking at your download numbers as just download numbers and wanting to grow it as much as possible. But there's a lot of power in sitting back and realizing that they're not downloads. They're people that are listening to you. And that's, it's kind of a paradox in that if you don't focus on growing download numbers and focus on serving the people that are listening, the downloads grow way more, which is what I've found to be true. Um, yeah. So I want to switch gears a little bit because I know that uh, you guys have to jump off and then uh, not too soon. Um, tell us a quick backstory of your guys' business, what you guys do, and then tell us more specifically, like you kind of jumped into it, but I think a lot of people in, in the audience are thinking about how did they get their podcast to be so big and how did they get their podcast to be so influential in their business so that you guys even mentioned before we jumped on that there are people coming to you guys each week from the podcast like, hey, I want to work with you guys. So give me a little bit of a backstory on the journey from like what you guys do to now you have this podcast that 99% of it is being consumed, uh, which is incredible. So just kind of give, give me a little background if you could on that. Well, by the way, that was just one episode. <laughs> Still, pe many people don't even have that one episode. So even, even that one is incredible. <laughs> yeah. No, that's great. Well, I, well, I'll start and I'll let you fill in, Joey, 
for, for us, so Wealth Out Wall Street is really a mindset. We kind of look at it as a movement. Our goal is to, to kind of take a, just an analogy is to help people out, leave the darkness that is finance and, and whether or not the darkness creates anxiety for them or whether darkness creates maybe a sleeping, walking through the motions, um, you know, part for them. Our goal is to, to shine light on what's possible. And so our, our podcast exists to, to interview people who have created financial freedom. So we simplify it as financial freedom is when passive income is greater than your monthly expenses. And our objective is to help the people that are listening to us and who are, are coming and work with our, our, our company to be on the path to get there faster than the typical approach of investing in the stock market and waiting 30 to 40 years to get there. We, we believe that life should be lived a lot sooner than that and freedom and all the stresses that have, you know, the, the connotation of dealing with finance can be removed if there was a different approach. And most people just aren't exposed to it. So we kind of like to be that light in the darkness to share with them the different approaches. And we follow kind of a process that does that. And our, our whole message in our podcast is saying, hey, you can do it too. This isn't just for the fancy elite, the wealthy. This is something that everyone can do. And it's so amazing to share those stories of just everyday, average, ordinary people who are reaching that success point in two, three, five, 10 years, whatever it may be, as opposed to their parents who may still be working and are in their mid 60s to 70s. And it's not because they love what they do, they just have to do it. Yeah, gosh, that was really well said, Russ. I love that. <laughs> but I, I think really what Russ said is, is spot on and it's about taking control at the very base level, most people have abdicated their finances to someone else. Um, we like to call those money babysitters, uh, traditional financial advisors that really can't impact your financial goals better than you can. Nobody, you know, you, know, you leave your, your kids with a babysitter, they cannot care for your kids as well as you would. And why would we think our money's any different? Uh, it's, it's absurd, but we've kind of bought into that mindset and so our, our idea is say, take control of your finances. And by doing that now, all of a sudden you have a responsibility, right? You can mm -hmm. no longer say, well, so-and-so has my money and I hope it works out and let's just see what happens. Now I've got to be educated. So thus the need to be in, engaged with this content that we're putting out every week and then to go into even a community that we created, an online community people can join and they're surrounded now by a network. So before they meet Wealth Without Wall Street, they may have limitations, right? They may have a limitation on their own beliefs, like I'm just not smart enough, or I don't know what's out there, and I just need to just kind of put my head under a rock and hope that it works out. That's a limiting belief. We wanna get rid of those. We wanna quit the limitation of your network, right? If you're surrounded by other people, who don't have any hope that they can have financial freedom today, well, you're going to give up on that pretty quick. So you need to be surrounded by other people who are pushing you along on the journey because sometimes you just want to kind of sit back and coast and you need those people to say, no, 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 come on, stay on, stay focused with us. You know, let's go, let's go together. And, and so that's really 
Wealth Without Wall Street's become a movement where like-minded people are on the same path, they're educating themselves and not abdicating that to somebody else, and thus they're seeing results in, I mean, gosh, I mean, we have so many good stories, but just one I'll, I'll mention, um, one client uh, took control, and within 18 months, he was able to create almost $4,000 a month in free cash flow every month to the point where his wife, who is a nurse, had their third baby and they had the success for them was, hey, she doesn't have to go back to work right now because we've, we've essentially replaced that income necessity and that's really freedom for them. And now they're on this path to even increase from there. So anyways, the stuff like that really gets us fired up. That is amazing. <laughs> that is an incredible story. That, that I, I can really see then the kind of education that you guys bring and how it impacts people. Um, because like you guys said, I mean, finances and the things you guys are talking about, it's not something that a lot of people are very educated on. And it's very easy to fall in the trap of just finding a money babysitter. <laughs> like, I like how you guys phrase that. So it's really cool that you guys have taken it a step further and are actively impacting people's lives in the arena of wealth and financial freedom like that. I love it. <laughs> so your podcast, then it sounds like people are coming to you guys, listening to the podcast, coming to you for, um, to, you know, to potentially work with you guys. So you guys have been doing something right. What would be something you can recommend for listeners to do to replicate that kind of a result? Does that make sense? Are you talking about for their own finances or from using their podcast to create more, uh, more interest on a week? We could definitely talk, uh, uh, get, we can give a financial tip at the end, but, uh, for right now, something on like the podcast business client side of things, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that's a great question. I, I think one of the things that we, we did early on was creating one great guest, right? The better your guests are, and I don't know how good you're doing with this show today, but <laughs> the better your guests, the more interesting they are, the more it helps the, the listener, right? And that was a big thing for us was early on, we picked any guest and, and we didn't really necessarily make sure they fit what we were trying to accomplish because I don't think we really knew exactly what we were trying to accomplish early on. Our podcast continued to evolve. And I think that's a big thing is knowing your audience really well and who you're speaking to since just like what your response was, was perfect, right? Joey's mind initially goes to, you must be asking me for financial advice, right? <laughs> um, but you're like, no, I, my audience, even though they probably do need financial advice, what they need is some also podcasting advice. And you've, if you know your audience well, you'll ask the right questions. You'll make sure you have the right guest. And, and if, you, if you're not doing that, that's a, a, a quick turnaround. Uh, I, I would say a, a quick a second tip is we mentioned a second ago, but building a story brand, the book Building a Story Brand was huge for us. He, Donald Miller talks about how the person listening in your message is the hero in the story. They're the Luke Skywalker, right? And unfortunately, sometimes as business people, we try to be the Luke Skywalker instead of just being the Yoda, instead of being the God in the story, the success has to happen in the individual. And we started figuring out that process and we started implementing his framework to where we asked questions and made sure 
whoever was speaking, we allowed them to be the guide in that story, but always knowing the hero was the person listening. And that, and that's a big area I think sometimes we miss is even in our social media, we, we miss that. We start out with how good we are instead of saying, how is this helping your problem? Are, are we addressing the issues and concerns that you're having? Yeah, and I, and I think um, it's something very, very simple, but having uh, very clear calls to action. We didn't do that early on, you know, and, and having things that were of great value to people. Again, the more you know your audience, the more you know what they're seeking, the more we know how to make them successful, you're going to have great calls to action and they're going to be things that are truly adding value to people's lives. So that was one thing I think that we didn't know early on. And then we realized, wait a minute, people want to know what to do with this now. Like I'm getting good content. What do I do with it? And so giving people, people think, uh, you know, things like that to follow was important. I love it. Too often people focus on, okay, I'm growing my podcast. I need to have an episode go out each week. So I'm going to just get guests, you know, get guests. I got to get people on, get people on, get people moving through. But it's so much more powerful if you are very selective about who you have on the show. It, it reminds me of the uh, Enlightened No. I don't know if you guys have read The Big Leap. Um, it's a great book if you haven't read it before. Um, Gary Hendricks, I think his name is. Um, is the author of but The Big Leap. It's a great book. Um, but that is uh, mentioned in there is the enlightened no, right? You, you don't have to and you shouldn't say yes to everything. And that includes having guests on your show. It's okay to be, what I'm getting from you guys is that it's okay to be selective about who you have on the show, <laughs> which is hard for some people. Yeah, yeah it's not only okay, it's, it's a must. It's, it really yeah. is a must. Even, by the way, even a like big name celebrity like early on i was thinking for what we do like if we could get robert kiyosaki on our show right that would be just the biggest thing you could ever have and i'm not saying it wouldn't be but to be honest those big names like that don't really relate to the person who's listening who's working nine to five making fifty thousand dollars they don't relate to what robert kiyosaki is saying because it's he is not them. So when we have someone who has followed, say, Robert's advice and, and has taken action and we have an attorney that was making $150,000 a year and in about 24 months took that advice, working with us and some of the things we do, was able to leave his job as a, an attorney making $150,000 a year because he'd already replaced his income through rental properties and other things that he was doing. That's the story people want to hear because they're closer to that guy than they are. Robert Kiyosaki <laughs> makes, you know, tens of millions of dollars a year. Yeah. It's real life at that point. Yeah. And we could go and we could have a whole other conversation about re taking other people's content, kind of refurbishing it and sharing it to your own audience. I actually uh, was on a walk yesterday and was listening to a podcast episode with someone else about that exact topic and that like exactly what you guys are saying. People may not aren't going to relate to that big name, but they're going to relate to someone who's learned from that and actually put it into action and done it. So thank you guys for highlighting that. As we begin to wind down the conversation, I wanted to ask you guys uh, two things, two pieces of actionable advice that you guys can give to uh, the listeners of the show so that when they're done with this conversation, they can go and 
do because I'm all about action instead of just being like, oh yeah, that was a great conversation. Great. I'm so happy to listen to it. And then that's that, right? <laughs> so because of your guys' expertise, I can't help but ask for one piece of actionable advice related to what you guys do, because I'm sure people are wanting that. And you guys already kind of gave one, but I wanted to ask more specifically one piece of actionable advice for a podcaster or a soon to be podcaster in the audience. All right. So I'm going to jump in and give the podcasting advice piece and let Russ handle the financial one. Uh, so one thing that has been extremely powerful for us is, and we didn't do it soon enough, in my opinion, is get your, your audience into a community that you own. Create a community where those, those um, download numbers become real people that you can interact with on a daily basis, weekly basis, as often as they want to. And it gives you another place that you can interact. It gives you another place where you can gain feedback. It gives you a place where you can provide additional content in different media format. We did that uh, about a year ago. And uh, well, we started out on Facebook and then we said, wait a minute, this is not the best place for us to be because we don't own it and it's very limiting in some cases. So how can we get to, how can we get to a point where we essentially own the, own the land that we're on? And uh, so we started an app um, at, uh, you can actually find it on the app store if you want. It's uh, wealth without wall street and it's through a, a company called mighty networks, but it, it to us has been a game changer because of now we have a constant place to poll the audience, to get their feedback and to interact and, and add additional value. So that would be one of the top, uh, you know, as soon as you can do it, do it. That was, that's huge for us. I love well, that. I, I'm going to, I'm just going to piggyback on that. And what I'm going to do, if it's all right, Evan, I'm going to yeah. just share a link with your audience. Is that cool? That Go for it. All right, so what we'll do is create a wealthwithoutwallstreet.com slash path to podcast success. Okay. They probably recognize that name, right? <laughs> <laughs> and and in, on, on that link, what we'll do is, one, we'll, we'll highlight the Mighty Network, so that way if you want to go and create that really simply, it, and there is... I think it like there's a basic version for 50 or $60 a month is pretty simple to get, to get all of your people into one place. But then if we'll also, as part of that, you can actually go in there and just join our app for free. And every financial tip I could give you is already there. Like we, we Perfect. built this whole content based community where people could not only be a part of several thousand people who are on a path to try to reach financial success as we measured it earlier by having more passive income than monthly expenses, but you can actually see what it looks like on the inside. Like we've, we've spent a lot of money to get it to, to that point, but you can see what a basic version is by joining Mighty Networks, or you can also see what it's possibly, I mean, I'm not saying we're at the top, but we've, we, we've been working on it for a, a year and a half now. I think we, we've done a good job. So that, that'll be two different places. So how about that? Does that sound good? That's good. Yeah, there's courses in there that you can take about debt, about um, uh, about what kind of different paths there are for passive income. I mean, you name it, they're, they're all in there and it's free. 
That is incredible. Thank you guys so much for sharing that. Do you have any other links or places you want people to go if they're interested in you and want to find out more about you? Or is that, is that it? Man, I would say you learn more about Joey and I in that app than you could <laughs> possibly imagine. We, 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 we usually put most of our stuff in there. We're pretty transparent. We, we love to say, hey, we haven't arrived in knowledge. We're constantly learning every day. And not only in our podcast, but then most of that content gets put into that community is to help just share the journey, right? The lessons that we're learning, both successes, as well as lessons learned and the failures that we've had. Because we all learn together. And as Joey said earlier, our networks are important. That's the reason community is so vital, is that if you're not being challenged, like this morning I went and worked out with a couple of guys. I wouldn't have gone this morning at 6.45 to go work out had those two not been there to push me. And right. I think we also need that, whether it's in podcasting. So if you're, like for you, I think you could create a, a community of podcasters and to share ideas and subject matters. But whoever's listening, whatever your podcast audience is, it's vital to know who they are and what they're doing. And you could do that in a Facebook group. It's just Facebook's a little bit distracting, right? Like people right. Can, uh, can, can go there for the intention to, to talk in your group. And then the next thing you know, they're, you know, down a rabbit trail and something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I get it. I love that. Well, uh, Russ and Joey both. Thank you. Really. Thank you for being willing to come on and have this conversation with me. You guys have been, been, some of the best guests that I have ever had. And you guys are incredible podcasters. Your voices are there. You've got it. You're great speakers. So, and you guys have some incredible value to share. It's just, it's, it, it, it really does warm my heart to be able to have conversations with people who care so much about what they're doing and about the people they're helping. So thank you guys so much for being willing to come on my show and share your value. Thank you. Awesome. Our pleasure, man. Likewise. Thank you, Evan. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to this episode and for supporting the Path to Podcast Success Show. If you haven't already, please leave us a five-star rating and a written review, letting us know what you think of the show so we can bring you the most value we can from these expert podcasters. Your support helps us reach more people looking to step up their podcast game so that they can continue to grow their brand and spread their message. So again, thank you for listening to this episode of The Path to Podcast Success, and we'll see you in the next episode.